Uh, so we're recording. Uh, welcome everybody on YouTube land. Um, I hope the video turns out well. This is our first experiment with a podcast. Um, so we're just going to kind of see how this goes. And um, I'm going to start a timer here so we can keep it about 45 minutes here. Uh, so we don't, do we have a name? Do we have a name for this? Did we decide on one? I don't know if we did. I don't think we I did. I mean, we had a working title. We're, uh, there you go. Working title. I think that's perfect. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast. The working title podcast. <laughs> we'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. We don't even know. So, uh, by the time you actually hear this on iTunes or something, uh, we will probably have picked a name by then. We'll have to. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we want to do this like once a week just as a way to share like our creative process and just talk a little bit deeper about creative issues. Um, so anyway, my name is Cub Cooker. Uh, I have a YouTube channel where I do a vlog that's a little bit of a behind the scenes look into my life and uh, my business. My business is Cooker Films. Uh, you can check us out at cookerfilms.com, K-U-K-E-R. Uh, my family is... Uh, from Slovakia and uh, Germany, so we kind of have a, a long heritage, so that's why we decided to use that name. A lot of people use their names in their business, but uh, our family name is uh, is kind of a, a strong and close connection to, to myself and uh, everyone that's been in my family that's come before me, so that's kind of why we picked that, so just a little bit of history on me there. Um, and then I've got Benjamin here today. Hey. Uh, he is uh, my assistant producer, and he just started with me a week ago, right? Yeah, just about. God, it feels like forever. Yeah. It, it yeah. really does. I mean, I've known you for nine yeah, we've yeah, yeah, we've known each other. I mean, long enough to have a baby. Yeah. I mean, we could have a little <laughs> a little cub Ben baby. Absolutely. Well, that's that's awkward and illegal. So, um, but, <laughs> no, I'm legal. I'm eighteen. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, yeah, that's true. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just wow. Unnatural. We went there. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Then. Um, so yeah. So Benjamin, tell us like tell us about you. Um, well, I just graduated high school. I uh, my job, as far as I can tell, is to make you look beautiful. Yes, that's that's all I've known. Mm -hmm. I come in every day with a cosmetics bag, and I just I do your makeup, and I make sure that you look good after each cut. Absolutely, and, uh, I have to say that you have the softest hair I've ever dealt with. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> that's wow. We we have gone, we've gone there, yeah. and I think that's important for a podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that people should wonder what the heck this is even about. Yeah. Uh, no, they need to know yeah. the real side of us. Though. Yeah, a absolutely. lot of my day is combing your hair. Yeah, you braiding. comb it. Yeah, um, you do a lot of the curling iron. You know, the light, small micro curls micro is what curls. you do. Yeah, because yeah. we want it to look natural. You know, mm -hmm. but you can't get that naturally. No, you can't. You just can't. I mean, there's, there's no. You have to use mosquito curlers, is what they're called. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they come in the same package as mothballs, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mothballs are tiny. <laughs> I don't know how you they ever even try get to them. fry any of them up. They're just a really hard. <laughs> Dude, Jacob, uh, you guys can't see him on camera here, but Jacob Maroney is a guest in the studio today, and uh, he's laughing over here. So we're gonna actually pull him in, uh, maybe even next week, and uh, throw a third microphone up here so we can start doing more roundtable type stuff. So, but anyway, the whole point uh, now that we've uh, totally derailed, oh, yeah. the whole point of this podcast uh, really is that. Um, I'm big on creative freedom and, uh, work with clients all the time that, um, obviously when you're in a creative field, 
the client uh, is always right and you've got to make them happy, but there's a certain level of trust that kind of comes with that. And that's something I've worked very hard to build over several years that I've been doing this full time uh, is kind of a body of work that speaks for itself and uh, kind of some proof of uh, purchase, if you will, with uh, new clients wanting to work with us uh, to show what we've been able to do and uh, have some of the highest value we believe in our area. Uh, and so we really have made the shift to be a social video company. And so every week on this podcast, I just really want to interview like musicians, artists. I want to talk about anybody who is making some sort of product, whether it's music, whether it's uh, physical artwork, digital artwork, even just influencers that are influencing on social media that have a reach and their, their own type of artwork within that space. So that's really what this show needs to be about. That's what I want it to be about and kind of remain within that space today. I thought I would derail you completely because I told you I wanted to talk about uh, organiza organizational skills and whatnot. Today. Right. I made totally. a whole like, spreadsheet for you. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and that's going to be a great podcast for our second podcast. <laughs> so really what I want to talk about today is I just want to kind of introduce everybody to uh, the space of YouTube because YouTube is really like that's where I'm at. That's what I believe in for my clients. We do a lot of, a lot with Facebook uh, platform as well. So both of those platforms, using those efficiently, and I and I'm hoping you know we have some new people listening to this and watching this on YouTube, um, to understand that YouTube um, and Facebook and these social media platforms, they're not going away. They're they're not just the new way to do things. I saw a great post on Facebook today by one of my friends. Uh, just talking about traditional advertising and uh, how they've burned so many people over the years and people that are still in that traditional advertising space. Uh, you know, I won't go down the list because I have friends that, that are, but there's a new dog in town and that's the way to do things. And if you don't do things that way, you're just going to get lost in the crowd and you're going to spend way too much money. And so... Obviously, you know what I'm talking about, traditional media, you know, this thing of YouTube. I think there's a generation now that are running businesses and they think that YouTube and uh, the internet and social media are, it's almost like it was, you know, back when television came out, it's that newfangled television. Oh, it'll be gone in a few months, you know, and, and here we are, 2017, social media is the way to communicate and it has become its own genre, its own beast, if you will. And so I just wanted to talk about influencers. I want to talk about influencer marketing and uh, something that a lot of people in our area maybe don't know about. And, and yeah, it's the, the concept of just paying someone or, or collaborating with someone to help promote your product or service because they've already built trust with their audience. Uh, so give me some examples of you at 18 who are some influencers you like and follow and see? Yeah, actually this is something I've been thinking about a lot is I kind of took a step back from social media and YouTube and stuff to see who were, you know, who I had in my life that was influencing me to see, you know, personal connections. And as I step kind of back into this media world, you get to see what characteristics kind of influence you, you know, and what, what are you drawn to? And the more I see it, uh, as in terms of like YouTube, the people I'm drawn to are always like, very vulnerable, very genuine, very um, 
they kind of give you a, a a path to go down. You're like, yeah, one day maybe I kind of be like, I want to be like them a little bit. You know, I want to take on some of their traits. You know, it's not people you look at and you're like, oh man, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, I wouldn't want to be around you, but you're fun to watch. At the end of the day, the people I spend the most time with through YouTube are the people that I would want to spend my day with, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, that's really what you look for as an 18 year old. What, so if a YouTuber or an influencer on, on any platform is promoting a product with a company or they say, Hey, we're sponsored by this, or they're using a product and like, Hey, you should go check it out. Mm -hmm. Check out the new phone, check out the new flavor of this drink, whatever that is. Uh, does that offend you in any way? Does it bore you? Does it aggravate you? No, and especially as someone who's like, you know, I, I, as a, when I was younger, I tried to get into YouTube, you know, because every kid does that. But like right. seeing these people get sponsorships is almost like inspiring. You're like, oh, wow, look, they, you know, they dedicated themselves to something and now they're getting rewarded for it. So every time that I see a sponsor for someone I really like, I'm not like, oh, you're a sellout. You know, right, right. The, the world works on money, you know, and people mm -hmm. needed this money. And so these people, it's inspiring to see them progress, essentially. Yeah. So when you see them sponsor something, you're like, one, this must be something worth sponsoring. And two, they've earned this, you know? That's Absolutely. how I always feel. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so now tell me on the flip coin of that, you're watching a video or you're on a website and an ad pops up. And there's no tie to an influencer. There's no, um, you have no personal connection to this brand I'm just and angry. they're they're just putting themselves in front of you almost forcing it on yeah. you does that offend you does oh, that yeah. annoy you oh it's annoying now now explain to me why though well there's there's no connection for me you know i don't think like oh someone else like me is using this i think like oh you're invading my time you know like i was doing something and now you're forcing this on me whereas like when you take time to watch these influencers you're like oh what do you have to say you know right. what's what's worth saying from you you know what and so you're kind of like listening to them and when they promote something you're like oh this must be worth their time it must be worth my time but when you see an ad pop up you're like this isn't worth my time yeah. i don't want to i don't even want to like look at this i get angry at said product like i'm not i'm not gonna click on your website cool cool no that i mean that's good to know you know one of them is there's a, a very popular website builder i won't name names but that ad pops up every time i watch a youtube video and it drives me nuts because i already use it I use it for my clients. I use it for myself. And I'm like, oh my God, it just drives me nuts. So like that, the whole concept of that with targeting, you know, they literally, there are ways to target people who are already using your product and just quit advertising to mm -hmm. them. So there's so many incredible ways, uh, you know, that we can, we can promote ourselves within a space, within an influencer platform without being uh, offensive to anyone and, and and I'm not talking about censorship I'm talking about stealing someone's time by popping up in front of them instead of targeting the right people that are really going to appreciate your your product or service and getting in with the influencers that they're already connected to they already trust uh, and building relationships with them and this can be done from small business all the way up to big business and I think that's where a lot of people you know, miss the boat. We're in a fairly small market. We've got 200,000 people about to be 200,000 people here in Amarillo. Uh, so it's growing quickly, which is awesome. But, you know, I think we're in a space where there are people who have pull and who have way more followers and influence more people on a daily or weekly basis than 
than anyone else does in the area. And just because you're a medium sized company and you have, you know, even 5,000 Facebook followers doesn't mean you can't work with another influencer who has 5,000 Facebook followers. Mm -hmm. And then you're essentially doubling your reach that way just by giving away some of your services or just, you know, doing some sort of promotion with them. It's all about collaboration. And I think that's what I love about the space now of marketing. I would not have wanted to be in marketing 10 years ago. No, not at all. I love where we're at now and being able to, you know, I don't even think about metrics. I don't think about any of these things that a lot of the traditional marketers think about. I just think about the genuine reach that you have and the opportunity you have to tell a story to a certain audience. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point is the change in advertising from here's our product buy this to, Hey, here's a story you should follow, you know, mm -hmm. and it, we've talked about this over the last week is everything we do tells a story. Why, what's your personal opinion on that? Do you think stories connect people better to the product? Absolutely. I think when they're told in a genuine way, you know, I really, I love, uh, one of the YouTubers that I follow a lot and I've actually had an awesome opportunity to work with him in Dallas is Devin super tramp, uh, Devin super tramp. Let me spit that out correctly. Uh, but he works with a lot of brands and he's a great example of, these brands that he works with fuel the content that he's creating. And I think that's what it should be because he's genuinely telling his story natively to his audience. And those videos are just fueled by the certain brands he works with like Mountain Dew and Ford and different, you know, those are just mm -hmm. a few he's worked with, uh, you know, uh, I think bear bear granola bar company, you know, like stuff mm -hmm. like that and done videos that are like appropriate to the type of people that would use those products. I like what you said about natively because sometimes, um, sometimes people will create content that almost feels like you could have put any company in that, you know, mm -hmm. you could do Ford or Chevy or any car right. company. But a lot of times these, um, these influencers are taking the product and seeing it for its value and what makes it different. And then they highlight that so, so well, you know, Absolutely. they're like, Oh, this is the market you're going to, you know, most appeal to. So let's, let's just focus on that. And that's what makes the product look so good. Yep, absolutely. Well, and, um, so let's, let's segue just a little now. I want to, and, and I want to keep talking about this, that native storytelling, uh, some of the top YouTubers, and I'm just going to give a list of like who I follow. And then I want to talk about who you follow too. Uh, so I recently had an opportunity to go to VidCon 2017, and if you don't know what VidCon is, definitely watch my vlog on that on my vlog channel. Um, but VidCon is basically this incredible convention that they have in Anaheim, California every year. Uh, they also have one in Europe, and then I think they have one in Australia now, too. I'm that not sure. That sounds right. But yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So um, We'll go with it. Anyway, I'm not an expert on it, but... Uh, I pretend to be so, uh, but so basically this convention pulls together three different demographics of people. It pulls together fans, which are the most important. I think they're the, the bottom layer of fuel that fuels this fire all the way up without the fans, the industry level would have no, no one to advertise to. And without the fans, the creators would have no one to create for and aspire to grow a channel. Like our channel, you know, we're growing it. We're growing both channels. They've seen some incredible growth. Uh, for me, just starting a channel this year, I'm just watching it already reach people that 
you know, I don't know. It's not, you know, it's it's beyond the mommy and daddy and friends are watching it stage. <laughs> and you watching it it's, like 80 And me times. watching it like 80 times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's kind of to the point now where I really do check in and I've got more comments. I've got people I don't know subscribing, you know, that are halfway across the country. Never heard of them before. And, and they're having conversations with me on the platform, which is really cool. Uh, and just to be able to start growing that. So basically this industry uh, of of YouTubers and uh, influencers overall, uh, this convention was mainly targeted towards the influencers within the YouTube space, but they had the fans and uh, this, this facility was laid out. It's huge. I mean, it's just massive, like several football fields in length. Um, And so there's a whole first floor dedicated to fans and the creators and the industry can all go onto that floor. And there's exhibits, there's like walls that you can climb, and there's people that sponsored like dunking booths, and Nickelodeon was there with a slime booth. You could like go in there and get slime dumped on you and oh, film it and then tag them on, you know, Twitter and stuff. Right. Like, I mean, just so many cool, like, I mean, I hate to use the word gimmicky because it sounds gimmicky, I think, to like a 30-year-old mind and up, mm-hmm. but to like the, you know, the 13 to 18, 20 year olds. Mm-hmm. This is just like stuff they grew up with. Like they yeah. grew up no, watching. I the wanted Nick- to do yeah, that. You know, I wanted to get slimed or like, yeah. you know, I wanted my ride pimped. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, they had one, they had one booth there with this, uh, it was a cereal company and they had their little mascot was this little dog, like a little pug dog. And he was sitting there and I'm filming him. Everybody's coming up and petting him and they're taking selfies and then tagging on social mm-hmm. media, you know, which that right there, that booth, you know, probably paid for itself because of the amount of, of especially girls coming through that. Oh, I want to take a selfie with the puppy, you know. Mm-hmm. And pug. then they've got we gotta, their. We got to make sure we touch yeah. on that. It's a pug. It's a pug. I mean, that yeah. is like the most oh, yeah. appealing. Absolutely. Appealing dog. Breed. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like smooshed in face, and you know, he was just like, yeah, where's my kibble? Like he's just sitting up on his little. <laughs> and but dude, right after this one girl went up and took a selfie with him, the dog just hurls everywhere (laughs) i mean dude he like i mean i just saw his chest like move and then he just kind of turned his head and went all over the stool and it was like a waterfall of puke i mean it was bad dude like and and so like like the manager of the dog ran out and was like okay he's fluffy's gonna take a break now like (laughs) all i could think was it's like this little bulimic dog star that's like you know the next miley cyrus or something but uh, <laughs> can awful. we talk about that? Is that horrible? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I think I mean, we can. Bulimia is serious. But I mean, dog bulimia is just. I think dog bulimia is is largely unstudied. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know, I know. There's like grass supplements you can take for dog bulimia. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. That I, I think it helps with that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to the story. Um, this is what's going to be fun about this is just getting getting off topic, getting off track, and, and yeah. being able to get back on on track and trying to remember what I was talking about. I mean, you were talking about levels of industry. There yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I was talking about. So anyway, fan level, you got all this cool stuff going on. It's basically a twenty four seven party going on down on the first floor, and it's it's where everything is represented in its entirety, mm-hmm. with the brand on it, with the gimmicks, with the fun, with the hashtags, and with the fans. Were like, you there? Everything. As a fan? No, I was actually there as a creator, so okay. that was cool. I got to be on the fan level because yeah. creators and industry badges also got to go to that level. So oh, everybody okay, was okay. on this level. There was, 
uh, I think they had over 80,000 people attend. Oh so at gosh. any given time, there could have been 80,000 people like down there. half our city. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was insane. Uh, and so then you got to go up to the second level. You did. I did, yes. And I had, in fact, the badges right behind you. It says creator on it. So they, they were just kind of color-coded where you got to go up oh, to okay. different so levels. you're purple. I was purple. Nice. I was purple. So fans were red. Creators were purple. Industry was orange, I think. Oh, it so. is like a fire. It is like a fire. It's like different colors of the flame going up. So, yeah. Um, but So the creator level was where all these YouTubers that that I follow were hanging out. They were actually going to classes up there. They were actually teaching some of the classes. They were sitting in on them. They were teaching and they were on panels and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So they had a lot of uh, keynote speakers and they also had a lot of breakout sessions. And the breakout sessions were what I did mostly. Mm -hmm. And I went and watched a couple of keynote speeches. Um, but they were basically there teaching and talking and just meeting other creators. So if you had a creator badge... You were kind of, you got to filter yourself away from all the noise a little bit mm -hmm. and just kind of like be in that world of how can I create better content? How can I create a better brand around this? How can I collaborate with other YouTubers, other influencers within the video space? Uh, and that's really what that level was about is just the sense. people that have a camera, that have mm -hmm. a story to tell and they're doing the work and they're, they're out on the street doing that. So yeah. to be a, a good podcaster, I'm going to tie it all back together. How were they um, talking about native storytelling? Like, did that topic come up within this whole yes, like, creator and, thing? Yes, and we actually, I had several breakout sessions that we talked about Snapchat storytelling. We oh, okay. talked about um, Instagram storytelling. We talked about Facebook storytelling and then YouTube storytelling. And there were so many different breakout sessions. I wish I still had my calendar from it because... One of them I went to was basically just how to create artwork on Snapchat. And it was this girl that literally will spend eight hours a day like drawing with her finger these insanely cool illustrations on the Snapchat platform. Really? And she does one a day and it takes her about an eight hour work day to do one. And she gets sponsored by like really cool sponsors to like take a picture of their box of cereal or whatever i can't remember mm -hmm. who her actual sponsor was but and then like start drawing over that and then create new art out of that and like flowers growing out of that and like some cool words and stuff around i mean it's just incredible and i wish i could remember the girl's name uh i really don't do a whole lot of snapchat mm -hmm. um but it was just so cool to see that like there's a whole new way there's a whole new option to tell a story that nobody's thought of. And I think everybody gets caught in the, I have to tell a story the way other people are doing it. Right. Because it's working for them. Because so it's why, working why for them. Work yeah. for me? And, yeah. and I think the whole idea of traditional storytelling within these new platforms is, is just kind of a waste of time. And that's something that I'm trying to do on my vlog channel, uh, is really tell stories the way I see them. And a lot of times the way I see them are out of order, mm -hmm. weirder than they were and a little bit bigger than they were. Uh, and so that's just kind of what I'm trying to represent oh, oh, on my channel. So you're saying you're, you're taking a step away from traditional storytelling. Yeah, it's I'm, not I'm like trying to. once upon a time, right. this happened yeah. and then you like keep a sequential order. Yeah. You're saying this is like, I saw it in this like goofy and weird way and I want yeah. to give that to people. Absolutely. And a, a lot of the times the way I just give away a secret here, the way I tell a story in my vlog is not at all the way it happened within the day. It actually is a mishmash of, you know. I really liked this part, so I want to save it for last. Mm -hmm. Or this part really ties everything together, so I'm going to put it first. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I just tell stories like kind of out of order and my, the way my brain works is just, it's like, my wife says I have a little bubbles in my head that whenever they pop, that's when an idea happens. And so it's like just fizzy, like bubbles popping all over the place. And that's kind of how I want my vlogs to be is just where it really is my weird point of view on life and my weird, uh, thoughts about things, you know. I can be incredibly focused and, and laser focused on something, but at the same time, I can be just kind of like this ocean of ideas and thoughts. And, and I really want that to be what my vlog is, is where it's just, there's no traditional format to it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we do a fairly traditional format for our Cooker Films videos where, you know, you, you, we have an interview and a story to tell in a straightforward way uh, and potentially inspire people. I love doing that kind of thing, but... YouTube was, you, YouTube has evolved. I, I don't want to say it was created to be. I want to say it's evolved and been created to be whatever you want it to be. And the mm -hmm. fact that you can pick up a camera and tell your point of view without anyone telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. And it may suck. It may be a really bad piece of content. But oh, you can sit there for several months and just get better and better and better and then start picking up an audience. Mm -hmm. And then people, you know, in, in a year, you've got 100,000 followers. And then, you know, your first followers are like, man, I've been with you since the days when your hair was blue or whatever. Yeah, and, you right. know, and it just totally you wasn't You got these working. old friends with like inside jokes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, one so. thing you've always said um, since I like I first met you is that if you keep creating what you love, the people who like you will find you. Absolutely. You said that since like the day we met. You're like, hi, I'm Jacob Cooker. And then you said that. <laughs> keep I was creating like, right, what you love. Yeah. Keep creating what you love. So I gave you a sales pitch like yeah. the first day. Day one. I That's was like, awesome. all right, I'm sold. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that. Uh, and then above that, to get back to the levels, was the industry level. Mm -hmm. And the industry, you know, those are the people, the, the million-dollar companies who are looking to influence with these influencers and, mm. you know, give them a car to try to promote that car company and show that it really is the car for college kids, you know. Right. That kind of thing. Um, and, and I'm not, I mean, there's no one in particular I'm talking about. It really is good business, and it's it's an incredible way to fuel the fire of these in independent creators. Mm -hmm. And people always talk about, you know, it's unbelievable what YouTubers make. You know, uh, David Dobrik is one of my favorite YouTubers. Totally mm -hmm. not family friendly, but I do mm -hmm. recommend his channel because it's hilarious. And if you need a break from reality, that's totally the channel to, to oh, yeah. just like laugh and be Zone stupid out. to feel yeah. like you're in college again kind of thing. <laughs> I am. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like, but basically, you know, he's able to influence his his whole following of, like, four, four or five million followers. I mean, it's insane. Like, but you think about, like, how did he get there? And, and I think that people think there's this secret sauce to success. Mm -mm. And something I learned at VidCon uh, between talking to people that had industry badges on because I tried to spark up conversations, mm -hmm. find out what they're looking for. They really are just looking for, they're looking for ideas. Yeah. And I think that, you know, they're looking for ideas and reach. So, you know, you should never start YouTube with the idea of I can make a lot of money on YouTube. No, not at all. But I think if you start it with the, I have a story to tell and I want to build an audience around that story, mm -hmm. then I think you can be insanely successful and then get to the point where you have the reach that will interest a larger industry 
but also they need ideas because yeah, they hire some of the brightest minds, but guess what? There's only, there's plenty of room for more ideas and you may have the idea that could take their company from a million dollar company to a billion dollar company Mm -hmm. just by sharing that with your audience and repositioning the way a brand is viewed. I think that that's like the bottom line of what I want to get across today is that people need to fundamentally rethink what it means to market themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you market yourself with an approach of telling a story, building a community and a tribe and, and literally just, you're going to attract other people that are like minded. Mm -hmm. And then if companies can come in and look at that too, and be respectful to what you've built and how freaking hard you've worked to make something, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, we're in the hundreds of, of reach on our YouTube right. following. You know, one of our channels is going to be in the hundreds of thousands of reach probably within the next six months or so, which is was really good. Fantastic. So, um, you know, we, we, have a, we have a lot of work we've done and a lot of work we're going to put into it. And so... Are you flirting with Jacob? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Something about it. I'm like trying to be serious and tie this up with like some nice, you know, inspirational. Uh, I got sidetracked you know, as soon as he said tribe. Respect I'm sorry. the creators. Respect. And he's over here like making googly eyes at the guy behind me. It's just really creepy. <laughs> you said tribe, and I imagined like all of us like riding horses. You know, and like storming body in other, paint. Yeah, yeah, like body paint. It's all just like your logo painted on our chest. <laughs> We're like riding in, you know. Now that's branding. If you're willing to paint a logo on your on your bare skin, I will. You're branded. I think that's I think that's fair. Boy, and what better way to end the podcast than? Uh, and and I mean, honestly, that really is what what we're talking about here. Is people will be like, they'll have an allegiance to your brand. As long as they're in your tribe. And I right. think that's like super important. And that's one thing that I, I don't even work with a client if they don't get this because I can't educate them and I can't fundamentally shift their mindset about mm-hmm. something if they're not willing to be there or if they're not already kind of there. Right. You know, a lot of times I can, you know, Hey, just try this. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, wow. That's amazing. Like, you know, just the idea of putting out a video every week on Facebook mm-hmm. for most people in our area is like, well, that's a lot of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to annoy anyone. And it's like, no, if you want to grow, like if you could do a video a day, if you can afford that, mm-hmm. or you can afford a video a week from us and you can put out another, you know, vlog style video on your iPhone every other day after that, you're never going to annoy anyone because your organic reach isn't near what it used to be. Exactly. And you, and you have to pay to boost those posts. But that's what I mean of like coming in and respecting a creator. And if, if you gel with them, you can fuel what these creators are making. And no longer do you have to go out and pay millions of dollars to get a Hollywood film crew to shoot a commercial for you. You can literally partner with a creator who's just dying to create something cool. Exactly. And if you can fund that and be a part of that, you can reach their audience and be an integral part of actually creating that tribe for them. Oh, yeah. And, and then you're going to gain people in your tribe because of that. Whether it's a drink, a car company, uh, even an insurance companies can do the same thing. I mean, there's sure. literally, I have thousands of ideas every day. If, if I don't think there's any type of company that could come to me and say, we want to influence on X platform, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to tell anybody I can't help you or there's no ideas because mm-hmm. there's, there's always an idea. There's always something cool to do. 
And that's what I love about the space we're in. That's what I love about 2017 and YouTube. And that's why I went to VidCon. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping I can take maybe you this next year or maybe some other people. I'd love to get a crew together to go. A tribe. A tribe, absolutely. And where we can all go and experience different things and go out to dinner and vlog and talk. And like, I know my wife is going to go with me this year. So I'd love to get a bigger crew crew going this year and do the Disneyland day and stuff like that. But man, there's just so many cool people there. I got to real quick, my list of YouTubers that I got to meet there. I got to meet Louis Cole from fun for Louis. I don't know if you've ever watched him. He's awesome. And he was just so cool. He's like walking down the hall with this box, like a Brown paper box. And he's just like, and he's so tall. He's like as tall as I am, but like, you know, half my weight. I mean, he's just a twig. And so he's like got his vlog camera and he's this little box. And I was like, and he stopped and was taking selfies with some girls. And I was like, Hey dude, I know I'm not near as pretty as they are, but you mind getting a selfie with me for my vlog? And he was like, (laughs) yeah, dude, come on. Like, and you know, I said, all right, I was like vlog peace sign, you know? And and he just like, boom, we got like this perfect photo moment. And he was just like, so happy. Like, he's just so happy to be there. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, this job of being a content creator, like, people don't understand how much work it is, but also like the joy that can come out of like actually making some money off of a piece of content you've created. Right. We've made a little bit of money off of some we've created for the main channel. Mm -hmm. And I'm just super excited to like, you know, maybe this can like really become a thing in Mm -hmm. the future and, you know, some sustainable income and we can invest even more into being more of a media company. Everybody's a media company, but nobody realizes it. Right. And that's what people can tap into is the media company in everyone's pocket to do communal. He lifted up his iPhone, by the way. Do what? You lifted up your iPhone for anyone listening. This is not sponsored by iPhone. No, but that's what you meant by in your pocket. Yeah, like you got a camera. You no, I didn't mean that. I actually have like CNN in my pocket. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Like (laughs) a little reporter. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's my thing is just something that I learned at, at VidCon and and we got to hear from the CEO of YouTube and all the changes they're making are incredible. And I have a friend that uh, has mentioned to me more than once, you know, on don't, don't be all in on one platform. And I, and I truly believe that, uh, right now I'm all in on, on YouTube because it's the one that's innovating and it's the one that's creating an opportunity for me now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not locked into that. If there's something else that I can invest in, like we're doing the podcast now. Podcasts are totally old school. People have been doing them, you know, for years oh, yeah. since since iTunes was out, what, 15 years ago or something. So, I mean, it's not like this is a new thing, but there's new apps and stuff. And I think we're going to go with Anchor FM as far as a, like a free solution and a new community of like audio content creators that we can join and be a part of. So there's always, you know, the medium may stay the same. But I think the delivery system and the communal platforms are right. going to change. And we're total, like, I'm total, I'll move all of my video content to a different platform if there's one that's better for creating and getting out messages right. to a community and building you're, a community. You're not, can, you know, you're not just dedicated to YouTube, like, oh, I am a YouTuber. You're a right. creator. Right. You exactly. Know? And, I, and I, that's what I try to call myself more often than not is, is I'm a content creator, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there are people that are considered YouTubers, and I, I consider those the ones who have had a lot of success on YouTube mm-hmm. and can brand themselves as a YouTuber. Exactly. But, so anyway, any uh, final thoughts? Like, um, You know, I was thinking about it. You were talking about how excited you get with this job to create something. And in one week, just like 
how excited I get every day. Like I wake up, I start work at nine, but I wake up at like six thirty, mm-hmm. and I'm stoked all the way from six thirty till nine. Awesome. Like I get up, I make coffee, and I'm just sitting there like drinking my coffee, thinking like, ah. I get to go edit. And I spent a week editing like a, a minute video because I'm still figuring out how to do it all. But I was still so excited each time that I came in, you know, or like shooting a video that we just did for fun, like shooting the Eclipse video right. we vlogged the other day. Like that was so exciting. I went from last year, like every day I was just sitting in school half asleep. Right. Where all of a sudden right. I'm like randomly going into the canyon, you know, Absolutely. with like a camera that I've just like dreamt about, you know, and yep. I'm like getting to do that. So I think what I'm trying to say is I never want to lose that excitement. And I think, I think you and I are both trying to convey that to people is don't, don't lose that. You know, don't right. think like, Oh, I got to make money. That's how I'm going to do it on YouTube. Just be excited. Yeah. People naturally just are drawn to that. Of how excited you are to just do what you love. You know, Absolutely. So if you don't love telling stories, don't tell stories, you yeah, know, Absolutely. but you do, I do. Yeah. And I think we kind of grew up in that culture of like, yeah, storytelling is good you know mm-hmm. we both have kind of a theater background and stuff like that yeah, it's like oh absolutely. this is this is good there's some value to that and we're getting to see that translate into modern culture absolutely absolutely well hey guys uh thanks for listening yeah, this for has sure. been the cub cooker and benjamin glover podcast working, working title <laughs> podcast we have no idea what to call it yet but anyway be sure and check us out on youtube at cooker k-u-k-e-r films f-i-l-m-s and then you can check me out on YouTube and social media at the Cub Cooker. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure and rate this podcast if you like it. Subscribe to us on YouTube and check out our website at cookerfilms.com. Thanks, guys, and peace. You got to do the peace sign, Benjamin. There you go. Like Benjamin's doing the peace sign too. Peace.